0: Scroll down to the description and click on the link or just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash summer. Hope to see you in the boot camp. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Lingopie is a video-on-demand service specially designed for language learning. Practice your Spanish and do it simply by watching TV. You can choose local content in every genre from around the world, from drama to crime, comedy documentaries, and even kid shows. As you watch, automatically add words to your list of vocabulary that you can revisit later to practice with flashcards, games, and more. It's everything a language learner dreams of. To sign up, go to SpanishCoinSalsa.com slash Lingopie. Have you ever been in a conversation with a native Spanish speaker and you have no idea what they said? They were either speaking too fast or they just used some words that you didn't quite understand. Well, if this has ever happened to you before, then this episode is for you. I'm going to review some conversation hacks that you can use in your next Spanish conversation so that you know exactly how to handle this in the future. Entonces, vamos a empezar. Let's get started. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish con Salsa Podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marí. Hola, bienvenidos al episodio 159. Welcome to episode 159 of the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast. Now, I know if you're anything like me and you have had some experience having conversations with native speakers, you have probably been in a situation more than once where you just did not understand what someone said. And this can be a really tough position to be in because I think a lot of us by sort of by nature, we go into this defensive mode, right? We go deer in headlights. Oh my gosh, I don't know what they just said. We have a blank stare in our face. We freeze and we really don't know what to say next. And meanwhile, the conversation is still going, but it's not going with us. Or should I say we're not going with it? We're kind of stuck at that point where we didn't understand what someone said. And this can be a really big impediment to our confidence in our ability to speak Spanish and to have future conversations. So in this episode, I want to go over some conversation hacks that you can use so that the next time this happens, and it will happen again if you're challenging yourself to have more conversations with native speakers, uh, but I'm going to give you some tips on what you can do instead of giving up or acting defeated or standing there and like, I have no idea what's going on right now. Uh, Because it is going to happen, but the thing is that we can overcome it and we can actually learn how to use this as a skill so that we can improve our ability to speak Spanish and expand the people that we can communicate with in the language. So I'm super excited about this topic. I hope you find it really, really helpful. Uh, We recently did have a class that we went more in-depth on on this topic with more examples in our Spanish Fluency Club, but I wanted to talk about it on the podcast to give you all a few tips that you can use right away. Uh, But before I get into that, I do want to let everyone know, I did mention last week that we're going to have a big announcement coming up about the Spanish Fluency Club for 2023. And I want to let you know that if you want to be in on the action, right? if you want to know what are those big changes make sure that you are in our Facebook community so just go to learn Spanish dot slash facebook to join our group there and you will be one of the first to know uh, when we make a big announcement. But I will say that to kick off 2023, one of the things that we're going to be doing is having a Spanish conversation challenge. Now, we did something similar last spring and it was so popular that we thought we would bring it back. But We're going to do it with a little bit of a different twist this time because we want to make sure that we are addressing situations that you may come across for your Spanish level. So we're going to customize it. A bit just for you, Um, and we're also going to have some really cool prizes that we're going to give away during the challenge. So make sure you're in our Facebook group because we will also be announcing the details of our challenge to kick off 2023 in our Facebook group. So now let's get on with this episode of the podcast. We're going to talk about some Spanish conversation hacks that you can use right away so that when you get into the situation where you don't understand a native speaker, whether they're speaking too fast, or they're just saying a word or phrase that you're unfamiliar with, that you know how to address it without missing a beat. Now, the first thing I do wanna say, and I mention this a lot, the only way to get over your fear of having conversations in Spanish is to have more conversations. And I like to use the analogy of swimming. So for those of us who weren't born like fish, like me, (laughs) Um, the water may be really, really scary to you, right? You might have a fear of drowning. You may know someone who drowned. You may have had a near drowning experience yourself. And the idea of just getting in the water is very, very concerning and not for a bad reason, right? We are not fish, right? We cannot naturally uh, swim and we don't have gills. So there is a very real risk of us am drowning and I'm possibly dying. So it's a, it's a really healthy fear to have of the open water in the ocean if you're not a fish. But at the same time, there are so many people that know how to swim and swim very well and do not feel that level of fear. So you might want to ask yourself, how did you feel when you first approached the idea of getting in the water? You know, some children I know are probably really, really afraid. I know some people were taught by that. Just throw them in the pool and see if they drown, (laughs) which I don't advocate. I was not a fan of, Um, but there also is a more measured approach, right? You can take swimming lessons. You can learn gradually, little by little. You get more comfortable in the water. As you gain more confidence, you then go into deeper water. You learn more skills, right? That is probably the way that most people learn how to swim now. But you also probably know people and maybe you, I'm not going to call you out, but (laughs) you also may know adults who have gone through their whole lives, never learned how to swim and are still afraid of the water and would drown, right? If they were in a situation and the water was just very deep and they, they really wouldn't know what to do. And I compare that analogy to learning Spanish and more specifically to speaking the language because I think a lot of times we do have a very healthy fear of what might happen if someone says something that we don't understand. Because for human beings, Feeling like a social outcast or feeling like we don't know what's going on in a social situation can almost feel like life and death, right? If we're being ostracized by a peer or another human, uh, we might feel like we're not connected, we don't understand what they're saying, and in that case, we feel like we're not part of the group. And for our species, that is a very real risk, right? Not being a part of the group can mean life and death for us. So that is why some of us have a fear of things like public speaking, because we're thinking, oh my gosh, what if I say something wrong? What if people don't understand? And I think that We translate that same type of fear to something much more basic like having conversations in Spanish because we treat it more like a public speaking performance than we do an actual conversation that we're trying to connect with another person. So, the first thing I want to let you know is that. There are two main different types of conversations you can have in Spanish. And if you start out knowing that, you can approach both types of conversations with a very different mindset, which will ultimately change how you have those conversations. So I'm gonna explain what those two types of conversations are how to approach each one, and then also some hacks that you can use when you're in a social situation and you don't understand what's being said and you really, really do not want to revert to English or have that person start speaking to you in English. I will say... Unless you are having a conversation with a Spanish coach, like someone on our team, or a Spanish tutor, I would not recommend asking people to speak slower. Now, I know a lot of Spanish teachers and programs will teach you the phrase, mas despacio, por favor, which is slower, please. And to me, I don't know about you, but as a native English speaker, if I know I'm speaking to someone and English is not their first language, if they ask me to speak slower, it's going to feel a little bit awkward. Now, I know I do tend to speak fast in English, so I would understand it, but I have to tell you, I have talked to many, many people who do not speak English as their first language, and no one's ever asked me to speak slower. It's actually not a very natural thing to do. When you're having a conversation, especially not in a real world or a social situation. So I would say that phrase exclusively for when you are in a lesson with a Spanish uh, teacher or tutor or coach, like I said, because in that case, it's actually something that makes sense to do. So that leads me into what are those main two types of conversations? So the first type of conversation I would call a learning conversation. And that is when you're in more of an instructional environment and you're trying to learn how to speak Spanish. The second type of conversation is a social interaction. This is anytime you're at a meetup um, or just kind of out with friends, at a party, at a social event, or even on a Zoom call or something like that. Nowadays, I know a lot of us have been tired of Zoom and hopefully we're back out in the real world by now. Um, but even if you're like at a meetup event or something like that, where people are practicing speaking a language, you are in more of a social environment. Things are a little bit more casual. It is not a classroom. So when you're in that type of environment, you're going to want to approach your conversations much differently than you would if you were in a learning conversation. Now in a learning conversation, your focus is going to be a little bit different than if you're in a situation where you are having a social interaction So for a learning conversation, the thing that you're going to focus on is speaking as much as possible. So when you're learning, the idea is that you are there to figure out what to say, to figure out if you're saying something incorrectly, and you're going to want to know how to correct your mistakes. So if you're in a learning environment, your focus is going to be to speak as much as possible. You want to be in a position where if you're making a mistake, the person you're talking to, and in this case, it's going to be a Spanish tutor or a teacher or a coach, that that person is able to give you feedback and take notes on things that you are saying incorrectly you also are gonna openly ask for that feedback. So you're expecting to make mistakes and your goal is actually to make as many mistakes as possible and get feedback to correct them. So for example, if you say something that just doesn't sound like a native speaker would say it, maybe your word order is a little bit wrong, maybe you're doing a literal translation of something from English to Spanish, but a native speaker would never say that, that's the time to ask for that feedback. Hey, how did I say that? Did it sound natural? Was my pronunciation okay? Could I improve? Those are the times when you want to get that feedback when you're in a learning conversation. It's also a great opportunity to learn new vocabulary and practice grammar. So, for example, if you are trying to say something and you can't think of the word, this is the time to ask your Spanish coach or teacher or tutor, what is this word? How do I say it? ¿Cómo se dice eso? That is the time to use a phrase like that because you want to know what is the appropriate way to say it. And if you get stuck and you don't know what that word is, you want to know how to address it right then and there. You also want to practice grammar as much as you can in a learning conversation so that when you're in a real-world conversation or a social interaction, you know exactly what to say. I definitely recommend that you focus on a specific topic Um, with a person that you're having a learning conversation with so that you can really focus in on improving your Spanish in one specific area. And you have that context of a specific topic. So you know exactly how to approach that when you're in a social situation. Now in a social interaction or a social conversation, your focus is almost opposite. Instead of trying to learn and correct your mistakes, you really want to ignore all of your mistakes when you're in a social situation That's because your goal in this case isn't to learn and improve your Spanish. Your goal is to practice the Spanish that you know and your focus is on learning about and connecting with the people that you are talking to. So again, it's a very, very different focus. And in a lot of cases, this is what all of that practice was about in our learning conversations, right? All of the learning that we've done, all of the studying. Think about that like uh, with the swimming analogy, right? You're in swim class, you're in, you're in the pool, you're learning with the teacher, and then you actually go out into the real world. Maybe you go on vacation, you're gonna go snorkeling. Now you're putting to the test all of your skills in a real situation. So when you're in a social interaction in that conversation, you're not going to focus on speaking as much as possible, but you want to listen as much as possible. The goal here is to learn about another person, connect with them, and deepen your relationship. And it's also a great way to practice your listening skills and be able to figure out what the person is saying by listening for the keywords so you can get a main idea of the concepts that they're expressing to you, even if you don't understand 100% of what they're saying. And of course, also in these situations, you're going to have context. There's going to be body language. Um, for example, if you're outside and it's cold and someone starts talking about the weather, you'll have an idea because, oh, we're outside, right? It makes sense. The person says, hace frío. Uh, even if you don't know that that means it's cold, if you know, you're kind of looking at them, you get a sense, okay, they're probably talking about the weather. Maybe frío means cold if you didn't know that word before. So instead of asking when you don't know what something means, you want to try to figure it out based on the context. And you're going to ignore your own mistakes. So if you're looking for a specific word and you're like, I don't know how to say that word in Spanish, instead of using English, what you're going to do is use the words that you do know in Spanish to describe the thing that you're talking about. So una cosa, a thing, you can use that word quite a bit when you're in a social conversation and you don't want to ask someone to repeat themselves or ask them what something means or, you know, ask them for the word that you're looking for your job in this situation is to think on your feet and to practice how do I explain this even though I don't have the words to say exactly what I want to say the way I would say it in my native language because often if you think about it and just give yourself a moment you can think of a way around that word that you really wanted to say and you can use the words that you know in Spanish to describe what you're talking about and the person may even help you out they go oh you're talking about this thing and um, that's a much more natural way to have a conversation versus dead stop in the middle of your thought and going uh como se dice truck in espanol that's very awkward when you're in a social conversation so again the two types of conversations make it very clear when we're focused on learning correcting our mistakes and when we're focusing on connecting and listening and learning how to think on our feet Now, when you're in those social conversations, there are a couple of things that you can do if someone is speaking super fast or they say something that you just don't understand. So instead of asking them to speak slower, you can simply ask them to repeat themselves, but in a more subtle way. So one thing I like to say is you can always use the word como, because that really means how, but when you're in a conversation, the context is like, what was that? What'd you say? And the person will naturally repeat themselves because they'll think that you didn't hear that you didn't hear them. Uh, And you can also do this as well uh, with a phrase like something like no te oigo, no te oigo, like I can't hear you or no pude oirte, no pude oirte, I couldn't hear you. So then they'll repeat because they go, oh, the person just didn't hear me. It's not that they don't understand my Spanish, they just didn't hear me. And often they will end up repeating it maybe a little louder um, and maybe even a little slower just because you said that you couldn't hear them. Uh, Another thing that you can do is you can just simply ask, ¿qué significa eso?, or you can say something like, ¿Puedes explicar más? ¿Puedes explicar más? Which is like, can you explain more? So you're asking for more information, but you're not really saying, I didn't understand what you said. And that's a good way to get them to say things in a different way. And then maybe you can sort of catch on as they're speaking um, again, or they're repeating themselves or reiterating it. Hopefully some of those words that you'll understand. But if you're really stuck, you can just ask, ¿Qué significa eso? ¿Qué significa eso? Or, Que quiere decir eso? Que quiere decir eso? So those are two different ways of saying what does that mean? And then the person's going to say, "Oh, they're not understanding what I'm saying." And again, they may try to explain the concept in a different way or with different words. So those are some natural things you can use in conversation when you don't understand what something someone is saying to you. Now, when you get stuck and you forget what is your next word, what do I want to say, you can learn some conversation filler words and some, some that sound more natural in Spanish than in English. So, for example, in English, we might say something like um or uh, uh. Instead of doing that or just having a blank stare, in Spanish, it's much more common to say something like este, este, which, again, is just like saying um in English. Uh, you could also use filler words like lo que pasa es que lo que pasa es que which is like saying well what happened was that right so you're giving yourself a little bit of time Uh, or you can also say sabes una cosa it's like saying you know something and you're again you're just giving yourself a little bit more time to get your words together Because then the person is listening to you say that and they go, oh, lo que pasa es que, sabes una cosa. They're listening to you. You're still talking, but you're giving yourself a little bit of time to process what you want to say next. So there's lots of other uh, filler words and phrases that you can use. We will be practicing some in our upcoming Spanish Conversation Challenge. But if you don't already have our Spanish Conversation Guide, so you can practice your responses to some of the most common questions asked in Spanish, especially when you're meeting someone for the first time, make sure you go to SpanishConversationGuide.com and download our free guide to having a conversation with anyone in Spanish. And you can get through this guide in about 30 minutes or less. And it's going to give you the most common questions that are asked and that you can ask in Spanish and how to practice some of your responses to those so that when you're in a conversation, you are less likely to get stuck. So I hope that some of the phrases that I gave you today are things that you can use in your conversations and that when you download the Spanish conversation guide, you'll also find some phrases that you can use, which I like to call your go-to phrases. These are things that you're always going to say uh, something like um, hola como estas esto bien gracias y tu things like that we're very very familiar with those types of phrases but we can expand that so that we feel a lot more comfortable with saying a lot more things in spanish that we know we're going to say over and over again when we're having conversations with people we meet for the first time or with friends and family members or people that we meet as we're learning Spanish in classes and things like that. So I hope that you have found this helpful. Uh, As always, I hope that something you heard in this episode of the podcast has helped you go one step closer from Spanish beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima.